Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to The Prayer Helper. My name is Pastor Selena Owens, and I am here today to bring you what I hope to be a very encouraging word. God is wanting to and able to and going to clean up our lineage, our bloodlines. There are things that our households and our families um, that we just we struggle with. And those things could be anything from anger and abuse and violence to drugs to sex and promiscuity, overeating, pride, fear, so many different things. But the Lord is able to clean up our lineage, to clean up our ancestry and start again, start anew through us without devastating effects. He does it through manifested grace. And I want to encourage you today uh, to open up your heart, open up your mind as we go quickly through Genesis 5 and 6. I hope that you'll be encouraged. This word uh, really blessed me. I've read it before a few times, but this time the Lord really, he really just touched my heart with it. It really just blessed me. And I'm so thankful. I really am. I'm so very thankful for it. Let's go quickly through it. Um, So, excuse me, if you don't know, I have begun a new Bible reading program or plan rather a nine month through the Bible in nine months. This was not my idea. This was not anything I went to the Lord with and said, I want to do this. Can you bless it? Um, This was an idea that he gave me. And as I've shared on my blog at selenaowens.com, as I've shared on that blog, um, I stopped for a second when he asked me to do it told me that he wanted me to do it and I thought okay yeah great I jumped at the chance I love reading the word of God I love studying the word of God that was not a problem Um, and I hadn't done a read through the Bible study and um, I didn't do that in 2019 I did sections of it I read through the New Testament um, but I haven't done a full read through the Bible since 2018 and so when he Excuse me. So when he presented it to me, I thought, yeah, this is great. Let's do it. But also in my heart was the thought to ask him, but why? It was just there. I just felt like, okay, but why am I doing this? Um, I feel like there's a reason. What's what's the reason? And he immediately spoke to me humility. And I thought, okay, okay, okay. Humility, as I've shared before, is something that I pray for every day and have for years. Um, and, and so I know that God has given me that. I have that quality, but God wants to give me more. Um, and identity is not just about not being boastful, not being proud, not being arrogant. But it's also about truly thinking of yourself the way Christ did. Christ was not fearful when he spoke to people. Christ was did not hide behind this or hide behind that. Christ did not do those things. He was very secure in his identity. And so all of this is a part of uh, humility. And so I'm thankful that God explained uh, that to me. And I'm thankful that he wants to, that he's going to touch all of those areas of humility in my life. I'm grateful for that. So 
as a part of this plan, very recently I began, I, I read Genesis 5 and 6. And this is where God began just breaking these things down for me even the more. So like I said, I'd studied it before and I'd looked at, you know, the different ages of the men when they had their children and, and things like that. And so, but this time God really just took me through it in a different way and I'm really thankful. So let's really quickly, let me truncate this really quickly for you um, and just share some of the things that really minister to me. So as we look at Genesis 5, we see that Adam had Seth when he was 130. When Seth was 105, we see that he had Enosh. When Enosh was 90, we see that he had Kenan. When Kenan was 70, he had Mahalalil. When Mahalalil was 65, he had Jared. And so what we begin to see here is these men are having children at earlier and earlier ages. We go from 130 to 105 to 90 to 70 and then to Mahalalil who has his son Jared at age 65. And I thought about when I was growing up as a teenager, the phrase at that time was babies having babies. I don't know if it's still that phrase, if that's still relevant or not. But this made me think about that. It made me think about how um, at every, excuse me, with every generation, we're doing things Differently, We're doing things. Um, I can't find the words that I want to say, so I won't belabor the second. But this really made me think about. And I don't know if it was culture then. I don't know if it was just the times that they lived in. But what I noticed here is that the men in this family um, were having sex at younger and younger ages. Um, again, the first five men listed here, Adam, Seth, Enosh, Kenan, and Mahalalil, <coughs> excuse me, in this family, <coughs> excuse me, were having, were becoming dads at younger and younger ages. But what I saw here was something happened right around, right after Jared was born. God began turning things for this lineage. God began changing Jared didn't have his first son Enoch until Jared was 162 years old. God had initiated and begun the reset. He'd initiated and he'd begun the reset through Jared. I'm not quite sure what happened with Enoch, even though we know that he walked with God very closely. Enoch, um, began having children at the same age as his grandfather Methuselah I'm sorry Mahalalil at 65 so both Mahalalil and Enoch had children at age 65 and so Enoch's son was Methuselah we know Methuselah was the oldest uh, person to live we have we got that understanding but I love this um, teaching that the Lord showed me so Methuselah didn't have his first son until he was at age 187. He was 187 years old when he had his son, Lamech. Lamech, trying to find the scripture that I want to read here to you. Lamech 
this blessed my soul again this morning was a man that wasn't afraid to intercede he wasn't afraid to confess to God and ask for God's help Lamech was 187 years old I'm sorry 182 when he had his son Noah and Lamech had apparently been just truly understanding what was going on not just in his family but in the world around him he says <clears throat> excuse me he prays and he, he's the only one that has a recorded prayer he's the only male down from Adam the first male down from Adam that we have a recorded prayer for and this was his prayer in verse 29 he says this same Speaking of his son, Noah, the birth of his son, Noah, excuse me, he says this same shall comfort us concerning our work and toil of our hands because of the ground which the Lord has cursed. So Lamech knew that the ground was cursed and he knew that God did it. And so it for him to know that the ground was cursed he had to know that the people weren't doing what they were supposed to do we weren't living the way we were supposed to be living there was much wickedness and disrest and unpleasantness in the land and he knew that and he had enough of that he'd had enough of what was going on in his own family maybe even in his own household definitely Uh, in his own in his world in his own time he'd had enough of that and he cried out to God in this one verse and this one prayer was captured in scripture and what he's asking God to do is to use his son to bring about change he's asking God to bring about change through this new baby that has just been born I love that because he didn't ask for God to bring about change through himself. Maybe he felt like uh, David, where David was a man of war, a man of blood. And so he knew the temple could not be built. But the Lord had told him the temple would be built by his son. Maybe he had that same type of feeling. God, I can't do it. But let my son, let this baby that you've given me. Let him bring about the change. And so in this, not only is he recognizing the evil and the wickedness, not only is not only is he crying out to God for change and for help, but because of this prayer, he's consecrating his son unto God. Because you cannot uproot wickedness and evil and depravity if you are a part of it. So in this one phrase, in this one prayer, this one verse, we learn a lot about Lamech, a lot about him. We see how he consecrated his son for this purpose. The scripture doesn't say that. But if you understand, if you read further, What you see in Genesis 6, 8 is God saying, 
Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. I really love this and I'm getting ready to tell you why. Because Noah hadn't done anything. Noah had not done one thing except be born and have a father that prayed for him and live a consecrated life. So much so that Noah did not have children until he was 500 years old. Think about that for a second. When we talk about Adam having had a son at 130, Kenan at 70, um, Mahalalel and Enoch at 65. The only thing Noah did to receive favor in the eyes of God (laughs) was be born and have a father that prayed that favor for him, that prayed that consecration over his spirit. The only thing that Noah did was keep his sexual tendencies, his penis, his seed, The only thing that Noah did was preserve himself sexually. We don't read anything else about Noah. Except that he was born. His father prayed for him. And he didn't have children until he was 500 years old. The next time we read about Noah is in Genesis 6, 8. And God is saying. He has favor in my sight. And he hadn't done anything. There's no record that Noah went to church or temple every Sunday. There's no record he paid tithes. There's no record he gave to the homeless. There's no record that he prayed. There's no record that he fasted. There's no record of this. Why? Because we can't buy God's favor. We cannot earn God's favor. It's just given. And this favor that was on Noah's life was given because somebody asked for it. His father specifically asked for it for his son. Hallelujah. I need to say this to the dads. Step up and pray. Declare over your children. Ask God for these big things. Ask God to let this one find the cure for cancer. Ask God to let this one redo the criminal justice system. Ask God, let this one bring about change, bring about relief, bring about the comfort concerning our world, our work, the toil of our hands. Let this one have an anointing to go into the prisons. Let this one have an anointing to go into the schools. Fathers, parents, cry out to God for your children. Do not be afraid to place big destinies on their lives. Hallelujah. Now, I don't know what type of reset your bloodline needs. I don't know what type of do-over your household may need, your ancestry may need. I don't know what you need to get free from. 
I don't know if sickness runs through your family. Everybody has had uh, diabetes. Everybody's had cancer. Everybody has had heart attacks or strokes. I don't know if sickness is prevalent. I don't know if poverty uh, just won't lose your generations. I don't know if greed and gluttony have the reins. We just go out to the buffet and we just sit there for hours and hours and hours. I had somebody in my family when I was growing up went to a restaurant for breakfast and stayed there so long eating breakfast, the breakfast buffet, that they were there when they changed over to the lunch and they just stayed for the lunch. I mean, how long can you eat? (laughs) How long can you eat? Glory be to God. Maybe alcoholism and drug use runs through your family. Maybe pride. Anger, abuse, I don't know. Maybe sexual sins are crouching at the door of the very hospital room that the babies in your family are being born through. I don't know what your family struggles with. I only know my family struggles. But I want you today to not be afraid to go into the throne room, to go up to the kingdom of God, to sit at the feet of the Lord and ask him, To reset your family. If you are alive and your child, your grandchild, your great-grandchild is alive, it is not too late. You can ask God to place a big destiny on their lives. To have them to do major change. And that's not pressuring them because the destiny comes with grace. So let's ask God to reset to use us or to reset our family lines through the children. The psalm says that the children turn back the enemies at the gates. Hallelujah. How much more can we do? Let's pray. Let's ask God to do that for us. And they don't have to do anything. To receive that favor. To receive that anointing. They don't have to do anything. They just need to have been born. And they just need to have a praying parent. Asking God for the favor on their lives. That's it. Let's ask him now. Hallelujah. Father I thank you so much. That you have loved me and my family. You have loved Uh, the listener today and you love the listener's family you love us all so much that you sent your son Jesus to die for us so that we didn't have to so that we could live unto you so that we could live in this world with you so that we could live um, a new life an abundant life a prosperous life a full life a powerful life a peaceful joyful life thank you for that I pray, God, that you would send us help from your sanctuary, help that will make us better and wiser, help that will give us simple trust that your grace covers our weaknesses, that you love us even when we mess up. I pray for your grace, for your help that leads us along the paths of righteousness that leads us towards a meaningful life, a really meaningful life. 
not just for ourselves individually, but for our families. I pray, Lord God, that you would consecrate us or the vessels in the family that you're willing to use, Lord God, that are willing to be used by you. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. So that you can bring about change. Change in our families, change in our household, change in our world. I pray for those family members of mine and um, of the listeners that don't believe in you, that don't know you, that don't want to know you for the pardoning of their sins. I ask for your mercy for them. I ask your forgiveness for them. And I ask that you translate their hearts into the kingdom of your son anyway. In the name of Jesus. God, I ask that you put a stop to the sins of our fathers, our forefathers who lived 50, 100, 200, 400 years ago. By the blood of the lamb, I ask that you do a new thing in the name of Jesus. By the blood of the lamb, I ask that you commit our posterity to you. By the blood of the lamb, I ask that you show us the path of life as a family. And I ask by the blood of the lamb that you end the evil reign of abuse or alcoholism drugs promiscuity greed gluttony rage selfishness pride idolatry selfishness bitterness fear insecurity whatever these things are in our families I I break them and I declare by the blood of the lamb that they are overthrown and that they have been cast down. I thank you for exposing these vices to us and showing us that you want to get rid of them, that they stop right here with us right now today. I thank you for doing a new thing. And now I ask God that you would please fill up these spaces that you that you're cleansing fill up these spaces in our lives and our lineage with your warmth, your kindness, your healing, your skills, your gifts, your talents, and help us to guard our hearts and guard um, the hearts of our future lineage against backsliding and against making alliances with the enemies that you're freeing us from today. Thank you for your transforming power to change. Thank you for the favor that you give us. Thank you for the power that you give us to erect change to bring about change in our families. And we declare freedom. We declare freedom from these things, from drugs and alcohol, from sex and promiscuity, from gossip and from rage and from pride and from uh, low self-esteem and from poverty. Just everything that families struggle with, we claim these victories for our families right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for doing a new thing. God be praised. God be praised. Amen. Amen. I want to thank you so much for taking the time out to listen today. I hope that you have been encouraged. I really do. I hope that you see yourself in this scripture. I hope that you see how efficacious you can be. If you don't believe that you can be a Noah, you can definitely be a Lamech. 
you can definitely bring about change. You can definitely pray favor over someone else's life in your family to stop the cycles that you guys are experiencing. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. And until next time, may the Lord continue to watch between me and thee as we are apart one from another. God bless you. Thank you.